Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 9th. Yes, it is. <laughs> and today we are on Acts 5. We have moved out of the book of John. We are now into Acts. And um, we're going to have somebody give a little bit of setup on that here in just a minute to, uh, to kind of get you guys up to date with where we are and what's going on in this crazy book of Acts. So um, <laughs> today, awesome. yeah. today, sometimes I'm not, but today I am Brent Smith. Um, joined by <laughs> Pastor Daniel, uh, Michael Miller, and we are today, joined again by our good friend I'm Jerry Spanky Cook. the Walrus. Today. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yes. Every day. Right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but we are also joined again by our good friend Jerry Cook. Jerry, how has your trip been going so far? How's your visit here been going so far? Um, it's been going very well. How's it? I'm just a bit tired. I was just saying, <laughs> you seem like you've been pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, I've been traveling the last few weeks um, in and out of churches and meetings, so I'm exhausted. Yeah. I am excited to get back. To say rest, but yeah. I'm not sure that will happen. Let's be honest. You're tired because of this terrible American food that we have. Uh, awesome. It's just, just, just making toxic stuff <laughs> also, in your body. Yeah, yeah the food <laughs> is very good, but it's not good for my body. Yeah. Do you, when you go back, typically, do you kind of go through a little detox? Do you feel any different when you get back? Um, I do. Um, I actually feel much better because I'm able to walk more. Mm. I don't think I've walked since the second week that I've been here. Yeah. Um, so I'm able to walk more. I'm able to eat fresh foods. Mm-hmm. So I feel completely different yeah. <laughs> and much better. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. All right. So um, which one of you would like to give us a setup on the book of Acts? Ooh, so ooh, you ooh, can't Michael, see, Michael. as usual, you can't see, but Michael <laughs> has his hand up like a three-year-old in school. <laughs> He's ready. So go ahead. Take it away, Michael. Set up the book of well, Acts. Well, I have to be today. honest with you guys. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you, but we already know that, right? Yeah. And so I, when's the honesty coming in? And I, stu- <laughs> <laughs> and I studied Acts four. So, so, but the good thing is, I'm really excited about the setup because, like, <laughs> wow, you know. And, and, and if I'm honest, Daniel was talking about how he loves he loves Acts five, um, and, and I'm starting to realize, yeah, it's it's a good Acts the whole all of Acts is good. But man, when you yeah. st- when you start looking at this thing, looking at this thing, you have like. Day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit's coming down on people. People are speaking, you know, in tongues, and like just awesome, crazy thousands of people are coming to Christ. And then in, in, in chapter four, you see this this prayer of boldness where the building shakes. Like, could you guys imagine being in in this? And like, and and even after this this chapter five, because chapter five has some weird, difficult stuff that we'll talk about. But then you, then in chapter six, you get into, and we'll get in, you know, you guys will read this tomorrow. You know, you'll get into this, this craziness of racism in the church and how they fix that and how they set up, you know, basically like deacons. And then you have Stephen dying. Like this whole thing just rolls. Yeah. And, and, and the, the crazy thing in chapter four and five that we're, that we're seeing is just the amazing boldness that these dudes have. Jesus just died and resurrected, Right. So we, <laughs> and they were plotting to kill Lazarus too, right? Yeah. Like they were wanting to kill people. And so <laughs> these guys are in front of the very people that want to kill them. And they're, they're just, just straight up just claiming Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you guys, but it, it inspires me. This is amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love the book of Acts and um, it's the same author, Luke. So Luke wrote yeah. Luke and this is his second part of This his, is Luke part two. Yeah. This is the, this is the sequel. Uh, and uh, he's he's continuing the letter to Theophilus, and he I love what he said in the beginning of Acts. He says, "This is what 
I began to document what Jesus began to do. Yeah. Uh, and so that Jesus was continuing. Basically, he was saying when he said he, Jesus was beginning to do things in Luke, that there was more things that Jesus was going to do through his disciples, through the apostles, in the book of Acts, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's awesome because that's it's like it's Christ working in us. And so you get to see this radical transformation that's happening from these like scared, uneducated fishermen that are constantly messing up, that are that are denying Jesus, that are, you know, not getting the picture at all. And then all of a sudden, you know, it clicks. The Holy Spirit comes in and fills them. And then it's just like radical change is taking place. And there's just a movement that's sweeping all through Jerusalem. And it's and I just think it's one of the things that I think is is challenging when you read the book of Acts is that you start to think of it as, okay, that was back then, you know? And, yes. and we don't associate the power of the Holy Spirit back then as the power of the Holy Spirit that we have right now. And, and that can be kind of discouraging because you can see the disparity between where they are and where we are. Uh, but that's not the case. It's, we have access to the same Holy yes. Spirit, and the Holy yes. Spirit works through us just as much as it, w- as it works through uh, uh, Peter and John and the apostles. And so uh, try not to get discouraged about this or even confused, but just know that the Holy Spirit is God and is a person, isn't a part of the Trinity. And it, there is a, a closeness and a, and a communing and a speaking and an understanding of what the Holy Spirit is doing through the apostles. And it's great to see this and then say, okay, how can I start to activate that? How can I start to access, access that more in my life? Uh, because we've, we've learned about Jesus and now Holy Spirit's on the scene and we're like, whoa, okay, this is like totally brand new. This is really awesome stuff. And, and just like we've been wanting to hear from God all through our small group season uh, and also discover who Jesus is, now this is a great time for us to learn about the Holy Spirit and how to hear mm-hmm. from the Holy Spirit and how to give Holy Spirit access to us and work through us. You know, Wait. one last thing that I was going to tell you, Jerry, that's, that's one reason why I'm so excited that you're here. Because what Daniel just talked about is how we compare back then to now. Another thing that we do now is we compare over there to over here. So I know that, that you have stories that I just, I want to hear too, of, of how the Holy Spirit just works and that how like this acts kind of movement isn't dead. But I, I hope that, that when we listen to, to the stories that Jerry tells and, and you'll, and you'll hear Jerry from not just this podcast, but from other things, you know, so get to know her and, and follow her on Facebook and things and see what God's doing. But the, the point I'm making is God can do the same things here that God did back then, and he can do the same things over here as he does in Malawi. Yeah, I agree. The first thing I think we need to know is that it's belief. Um, but I think many times when we're living in America, we rely more on ourselves than mm-hmm. we do on the Holy Spirit. Yep. So for me, it was before and here and there. So I've been able to be able to see all three locations. And in Acts 4... It says in verse 13, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated, common men, and they were astonished, and they were recognized that they had been with Jesus. So the one thing is, is that they're uneducated, common people Mm -hmm. who are filled with the Holy Spirit, and they believe that they were able to speak with boldness. So as we travel into chapter five, and we see the things that are happening, and the things that are that are going on, the same Holy Spirit that was in them is the same Holy Spirit that lives in us and the same Holy Spirit that works in Malawi. However, we need to believe. Um, mm-hmm. I think many times we forget the Holy Spirit is working and we rely more on ourselves here in America. 
um, than we need to. And I found that out, unfortunately, by going across the world, sure. having to rely on the Holy Spirit 100%. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll get into today's reading. Uh, this is Acts 5 from the Dwell app. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land. While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out immediately. She fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's portico. None of the rest dared join them, but the people held them in high esteem, and more than ever, believers were added to the Lord multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on carts and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. But the high priest rose up, and all who were with him, that is, the party of the Sadducees, and filled with jealousy, they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. Now, when the high priest came and those who were with him, they called together the council, all the senate of the people of Israel, 
and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came, they did not find them in the prison. So they returned and reported, We found the prison securely locked and the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them, wondering what this would come to. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing at the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Theodos rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about four hundred, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. So that is Acts 5 from the Dwell app. Um, we always get into observations 
right now. So does anybody have any observations about that? Anything that stuck out to you? I know I know one that I want to hear you guys talk about, but I think you guys might be going there. What do you have, Jerry? Jerry, well, Jerry has raising, her hand up. Yeah, I was raising my she hand because I thought too. that was the... That was, that's that's how we do. Proper etiquette. Michael set a precedent. Yeah, well, I was observing in five, like verses 12 through maybe even 20. Um, but the thing that I observed is that the multitude of people were coming um, to know Christ. And the disciples were doing many signs and wonders. And they were doing different things that brought people's attention. And people, it actually says, more than ever believers were added to the Lord. And I often think, times think, us as believers, maybe we're not healing people or maybe we're not um, doing these signs and wonders but how often are we doing things that are different contrary to the world mm. that people see that this person has been with Jesus and mm. then the multitudes will be coming mm. um, so when I was reading this I was thinking how often even in the United States when you walk down the streets how often are we being so different that people are seeing that we're different and people come to the Lord just by they see what God is doing in us and through us and in Malawi, I've seen many things happen. I have seen, you know, drunkards come to Christ when they were not even coherent to even understand the word. But when they were finished, they said, that word that you said, I understand. Wow. And the spirit of God has um, spoken to me. And I've seen people that were sick and healed. And even myself, when I had malaria, um, people were praying and I became um, better. So I look at that and here in America and in our context, I think, how oftentimes are we reflecting or is God doing things through us or are we believing that God can do things through us that multitudes would come to him? Hmm. Yeah. Something with that, um, with these signs and wonders <clears throat> and awesome things happening, if you look at the whole context, like look at what happened before that. I mean, as you go backwards, you see in chapter four, the chapter I studied. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, we're on chapter five, I right? know, I know, but follow me, follow me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It starts with prayer. Yeah. Mm. That, that they prayed for boldness. And then, um, again, chapter four, sorry. They acted on it. Like after they prayed, they, they, they sacrificed. Now, this, this doesn't seem like a big deal because this isn't like a big sign. This isn't a big wonder. This is a normal thing. People basically gave up things. Sure, it was a huge sacrifice that they gave up big things. But follow me. They prayed, and then they acted upon it. And then after that, holy tomatoes, guys, awesome things happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, holy tomatoes. Tomatoes are holy? <laughs> well, and, Harry, and, and ever watch Veggie maybe, Tales? Oh, I was going to say maybe if there's worms in them. Be careful when eating Malawian peaches because you'll bite into them, and oh. they're definitely holy. Oh, Thank you for that, Jerry. <laughs> you just totally man. screwed up my roll there. I, I am just, not ugh. hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. You slowed your roll. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point is, is that prayer leads to good stuff. Mm. Pray, prayer and obedience leads to good stuff. And we see what happens when you're not obedient. That's where we get into the really difficult part that no one wants to... Well, Daniel does because he's evil. <laughs> but this, this Ananias and Sapphira thing where... We got we got dude dying because he's trying to fake the funk, right? He's yeah. trying to be like, "Hey, I'm giving stuff like everybody." Not remember in the '90s. Remember not? I do. Yeah, I think like two of our listeners probably. I think remember that not probably. Too. It's okay that it stayed in the '90s. I though. totally like mm. your jacket. It's really cool. 
not. <laughs> it's like a Wayne's World thing. Yes. Well, that's what An- Ananias and Sapphira did. It was like, hey, I gave my whole house. Not party on, Ananias. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and that, and they weren't obedient, and it didn't work out so well for them. Right. Uh, before we get to that, real quick, I just wanted to touch real quick on um, Jerry. You were talking about how we're called to be different, mm-hmm. um, and it always really drives it home to me and sticks out at the King James version of First Peter two. Uh, they actually use the word peculiar for how we're supposed to be because we're supposed to be outside of this world. I got that covered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says, uh, and this is King James Version, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar, a peculiar people that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. We as believers, we are called to look strange to people who are not believers. That's good news, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's hope for all of us now. Yeah, because we, we're supposed to operate in ways that don't make sense to people that don't mm. know the way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, well, <laughs> look at what these guys do. <laughs> I know. It's certainly peculiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also think in, I think it's in Acts also that it says that um, a couple of the disciples were coming and the head people or the people that were over them said that these are the men that have turned the world upside down and now they're here. What do we do? So as you say, look peculiar or different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are men that were turning the world per se upside down. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. doing things that were different. And again, in Acts four, where it says that people recognized that they had been with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. What a statement. Yeah, man. I, I hope people feel that way with me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they don't, but I, I, I hope, you know, I, I hope, that should be. I think that should be all of our all of our hopes, Jerry. Right? Mm-hmm. That that when people spend time with you, they're like, "Man, I, I can see Jesus in that dude." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a statement to see in Scripture that 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 was claimed that that they feel like they've been with Jesus. It's just wow. I'll just yeah. say Michael's been touched. <laughs> I'm, I'm special. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Daniel, yep. take us into. I know. I know. Right? <laughs> We're avoiding it as much as possible. Uh, so, yeah, the kind of the elephant in the room in this chapter uh, is the go. Ananias and Sapphira uh, story. Um, uh, we were joking about it earlier. We were saying that this is the first time that you see uh, interns, church interns, is the young men that have to carry the bodies out. Uh, so, you know, they carry uh, out Ananias, and then they, they're, they're like, oh, man, that was a long, you know, we had to bury Ananias, and they got to come in. His wife is just dead, too. Like, ah, oh, man. Three hours later or whatever. I know. Like, Jeez, Peter is like, again. all right, interns, go bury the bodies. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so. So <wrong. laughs> I know, terrible. Yes, well, and I think this is, it, this is a really, this is hard for us. This is hard for us to see this type of um, just kind of very swift justice, mm-hmm. very black and white. Uh, there's not a lot of room when we feel like for grace, there's not a lot of good feeling things that are happening right here in this section. I mean, it's just like there's a guy who really wanted to be in the receive kind of the in crowd or the blessing of being a part of the church, but still wanted things for himself. So he, he had kind of this selfish mentality, him and his wife did, and they conspired that this was going to be, they were going to take advantage of kind of had their foot on both sides. Like they were going to take advantage of being part of the church, but also they really wanted money and they really wanted kind of the praise of people that that would get, but they still didn't want to let go of, of, of everything and give it all to the church. And so, so anyway, so you have them kind of conspiring. And then it's interesting because Peter, when he addresses Ananias, he says, why has Satan filled your heart? And I think that this is, and even in the next couple chapters that, that, 
that Satan is trying to, because Paul tells us that we don't war with flesh and blood, that Satan is trying to attack the first church, and he's trying to go internally through the church. And so he is trying to spread just basically this mentality that, that you can follow Jesus but still get what you want out of it. And and it's kind of this really more, they're, they're really more just kind of wanting to follow themselves and follow what they want. And then next chapter, you see a division that could potentially just like cause a huge rift between how people are treated. They're not treated fairly. You That's have true. the Greek-speaking widows that are not getting fed as much as the Hebrew widows. Yeah. And so then you have racism and division that could just co- totally fracture the church. And then you have the persecution of, of Stephen, the martyrdom of Stephen, that could have been this other attack. That, that, I see what you're saying. That, so I think that this, this is really, that this is included in, in Luke's account because there was opposition that started hitting the church. And there was spiritual warfare that was happening. And, and so even though I feel like we can look at this and just see that this is extreme, what happens if you start out a church movement that is just on fire where, like, literally— Peter's shadow is healing people. I mean, that's like next level, like healing, you know what I mean? Uh, and so this is, this is big stuff happening. And then if you start to deviate over and just say, you know what, it's okay to just kind of focus on money. You guys are missing the hand motion. Oh, I know. Too. I, I know. Great. I'm doing this, this great kind of vector hand motion <laughs> thing. Whereas like if you're, but it makes sense. Like if you're yes. at one point and you're heading one direction and then you vary it a couple degrees, you know, take that timeline or that, that direction, you know, 20, 30 years down the road. And it's miles apart from each other, you know? Yeah. And and so I think that what was happening here was that there was an attack on the church and, and the Holy Spirit just snuffed it out. Like it really did. It wasn't it wasn't gonna allow this to happen because something greater was taking place, that there was people being healed by shadows and there were people that were coming to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I think that when we get in such close proximity to the amazing works of God and we get to see what's going on sin becomes worse and worse and it becomes more and more um i guess like it's it seems like it's it we get to see it at it under a microscope for how really bad it is um i think that acts also shows a lot of stuff that happened in the old testament i think of two stories i think of nahab nabat nahab and abayu who didn't do the incense ritual correct in the holy of holies and they just got lit on fire and this is right after they're given all the instructions from Moses on how the tabernacle and how the Holy of Holies is supposed to operate. And then you have Achan, who steals some money when they're going into Jericho, the first like huge battle that's taken place for them to take the promised land. And he's thinking, you know what? This is awesome that God's getting the victory, but I really want mine too. And, and the consequence is that you have the next battle they're defeated. 3,000 are, are Israelites are killed, and his whole family dies because of his choice. And so I think that sin and God just don't match at all. I mean, they don't mix. And the punishment is stark for sin. And and we can see this and be like, man, like God is so mean. Or we can see like, man, like God is so gracious because I do this. I've definitely walked in the shoes of Ananias and Sapphira where I've taken uh, good things that God has given me and made it my own. Or I've said, you know what, I'd rather have this than God. And... And I'm still standing, and I'm still here. And so there's there's this grace that God has for us. But I think this was, there was a fear that gripped everyone, but the church still grew. The church was still multiplying, right? And I think that that's, that's why, when I look at this, I think of this as more, and I'm sorry I'm talking a lot, but I really think of this as more of, one, this is an example that we can see of 
God being gracious to us for not experiencing the same thing that they experienced, but also we have to understand that what the message of Jesus came is life and that everyone else that, and the people that don't know the message of Jesus are dying, and that is a big deal. And so when we just kind of do the motions because we want to use church for what we can get out of it, other people are suffering because of it because we are not giving them the hope of Jesus. We're showing them how we, they can get theirs and how they can kind of get what they want out of church, and then we can sh- where they're showing them the selfish motives that can come out of that. Yeah. And that's not life-changing, and that's not going to produce life change. And that's going to cause... The this if this if this spreads to the whole first church it dies like it it, it doesn't happen mm-hmm. you know and we're not here right now proclaiming the the hope of Jesus through a podcast because this you know this doesn't happen and so I, I think that this is a big deal and it yeah. needs to be seen as a big deal because what we are handling right now what we deal with when we follow Jesus is that we are we are setting captives free and we are bringing light into darkness and that. And people, the highest currency on the planet is people and their souls, and that matters. And when we don't care about that and when we want to use church for our own selfish gains, I mean, we are, we're against it. And we're, we're not going to produce the life change not only in us but also yeah. in other people that can lead them to the hope. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I really went off good. there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, also, I was just going to say you mentioned two different ways. You mentioned the sin um, that's in it, but also satan attacking the church at the beginning so if we even look through the old testament um when god is about to do something great um satan attacks Mm -hmm. so as a church and as individuals we have to know that when god calls us to do something or when god is about to do something great in us um it there's going to be a wall put up and we have to fight through that um we see um in like you said, with Stephen, he was um, killed for what he was doing for God. But we see this radical movement of miracles happen. And if they would have stopped and not continued, what would have happened? There wouldn't be the, the church in, the, in, in Acts. And we look at David. You know, David spent many years running from Saul before he was able to be um, king. So we look at that and we see before God is about to do something great, mm-hmm. no, there's going to be a struggle and a challenge. And I believe that God allows Satan to do that um, so that we're ready and we're prepared to see the greatness of what he's about to do. Yeah, I love that. And, and uh, you know, to, to take it on a, like a personal thing here, like I so as worship leader here on Sunday mornings, sometimes, and this is just a small look at this, but on Sunday mornings, sometimes we'll be here doing rehearsal and just everything is going wrong. Like Mm. the equipment is failing for no reason. It works great otherwise, but it just starts failing on us (laughs) and stuff just isn't coming together. We can't get comfortable or whatever. And I get excited on those mornings. I, some people get stressed because they're like, we're not going to be prepared. Mm-hmm. I get excited because I'm like, if that's happening, something big is about to happen here. Mm-hmm. God's about to move this wow, morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get excited. But the thing I wanted to bring about that is it is a perspective shift. It is a change that you need to have knowing. And it, and it gives you so much more hope and joy through those times of struggle, knowing I'm struggling because God is about to do something great. Instead mm-hmm. of going, I'm just struggling. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that shift in perspective, it's really helped me a lot. So hopefully that'll help somebody listening as well. Another thing I want to throw in there that I see in this chapter is a great contrast. Because Daniel and I could argue about whether God was the one that killed him or whether he allowed it or however that worked. (laughs) 
but I think I think that's that's important. But I think another thing that's just as important is look at the contrast between Ananias and Sapphira and the disciples. Mm. So look look at look at the difference. We have one who was disobedient and died. His life was over. I don't care how he died. There was there were consequences to his actions. And, and, and let me get real. He was a faker. How many people do we have in church that are fakers? People that come to church because the, of their reputation, they think it's a good thing to come to church. How many people come to church because their friends are here and, they, and, they, and it's a social thing? How many people are faking this Christianity thing? And look, and look what happens when you fake it. Now, you may not physically die, but you're not adding to the kingdom of God if you're a faker. Mm-hmm. But look at these disciples, man. Mm-hmm. Look what these jokers are doing. I mean, they're healing people. They have this boldness. They are standing in front of people that are willing to kill them and proclaiming Jesus. Like, knowing that their, that their very lives are on the line. No joke. I mean, sorry I'm preaching for a second, but Jesus is real, guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we should be on fire. I mean, stop faking it. Yeah. It even says in verse 29, it says we must, um, they were standing before the council and he says, we must obey God rather than men. Mm-hmm. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed. Yeah. Which is a yeah. very bold statement. Very joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on and says in verse 32, and we are witnesses to these things. And so it is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Man. And I think you'll see, You'll see this all throughout Acts. You'll see this kind of conflict of people wanting the Holy Spirit, wanting the power of the Holy Spirit, but not willing to go the sac- take, take the sacrifice. There's a guy in Samaria uh, that we're going to read about uh, in Acts chapter 8, and he wants to buy the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so Peter is like, he just like shuts that down immediately, right? And so there's, there's going to be times where you're going to have people that are going to just be at odds with the Holy Spirit because what the Holy Spirit represents and what Jesus came to do is saying, hey, I'm going to lay my life down for people because people matter the most. And that's going to always be in conflict with the world because the world is going to be about themselves. It's going to be about what we can gain from people, what we can gain as far as wealth, what we can gain as status and position. And all of that is going to just butt heads. You'll see that also in uh, – and in Ephesus, you know, the same kind of thing. They're gonna, there's going to be a conflict there where people are making a lot of money off of extortion of people. And then, and then Paul sets somebody free, and that causes a riot, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just and, – and that's where we're going to look a lot different. We're going to mm-hmm. look a lot different when we see people and their souls as the most important thing. And then when we're not doing that, then, then we are – you know, we are, we're just basically – we're following like a false gospel, just like Ananias and Sapphira were doing. And and one thing that I want to just—I know we got to we got to close, but one thing I thought was really cool is at the very end, one you had this whole really cool thing of Gamal, and just you know, like Gamal is a—he—he uh, he was the guy that taught Paul. We find that out in Acts 22 that that Paul learned under this guy, and uh, and he kind of goes through this. But they they beat the disciples. And then they charge them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And when they leave, they rejoice that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That line is awesome. Yeah. Like, they're, like, so happy. They're like, thank you, Jesus, that we, you counted us worthy enough to get a beating right. for mm-hmm. your name. Yeah. I just, that to me is, that's, that's different. 
you know, that's yeah. when you're that that's yeah, when you're looking at life <laughs> so different. When you're looking at your circumstances and what's going on and suffering that you're experiencing so differently. When you get to rejoice in suffering because you get to suffer because of the name of Jesus. Yeah. And if you look what happened from that, it even said that those people that I think it was the um, the people that were over them, it said that they were not opposing them, but they were opposing God. Mm-hmm. So the people that were against them, the very people that were against them, um, saw the boldness and saw that they were rejoicing. And those were the same people that said, we're not opposing them, but we're opposing God. Mm-hmm. So for me, it speaks volumes with how we are. Like, are we standing up bold and loving people and sharing the word of God? Are we being different um, so that other people say they are following God? Mm-hmm. And maybe they will come to know Christ through how we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I was going to wrap us up with that, but Jerry pretty much stole my thunder. <laughs> so, that, I mean, to, to kind of repeat it a little bit, the challenge I have for all of us in this room and all of us listening is, who are you? Are you those that oppose God? Are you more like Ananias and Sapphira that are faking it? Or are you like these apostles who are on fire serving Jesus? Pray about that answer and, and apply it. Pray about it. Let God reveal to you who you are and then listen to his guidance on what you should do. Yeah. On that note, Jerry, we love having you here. And I know that you're one of those folks that are doing it. Could you, could you close us out in prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for using uneducated, unworthy, sinful people like us. Lord God, I pray that the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us will give us boldness. It will give us direction. It will make us look like people who are different. Lord God, I pray if there are people out there that are faking it, Lord God, I pray that your spirit will convict them and they will come to you. I pray that if people don't know you, Lord God, I pray that they will come to know you. Know that Jesus Christ died for us so that we could live a life for you and not for ourselves. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, for the church of America, I pray that you will do revivals and individuals, Lord God, that we will step up and know that the Holy Spirit that was in the Old Testament and the New Testament and us, Lord God, it lives in us. Mm -hmm. Lord God, and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, that we will go out and your name will be glorified amongst everybody, Lord God. Thank you again for who you are. Thank you for doing far abundantly more than we ask or think. Thank you for letting your light shine through us. Thank you for giving us words when we have no words. And thank you for giving us knowledge when we have no knowledge, Lord God. And I ask this all in the perfect holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jerry. Jerry. Thanks for joining us again, too. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, So, guys, that is it. That wraps up Acts 5, another episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, We're into April. The weather is changing. Spring is upon us, so... Mm. I'm excited for that. Uh, so go out and enjoy that. Um, but just until we guys, until we talk to you guys next week, keep your eyes open, keep your hearts open, go out and love each other and show Jesus to the world. We will talk to you next week.